0: Well, he's played 150 NRL games, 17 origins, tests for Australia. But I wonder whether that prepared Benny Icon for the rough and tumble of NRL and rugby league politics. Ben, good morning to you.
1: Morning, gents.
0: What's harder? Playing, uh, or, playing raising, or, or fighting raise, with, with head office?
1: Raising four kids.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a different perspective, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Okay, yeah, so...
1: No, look... Um, very different. Um, I will say it feels some days like rugby league is a brutal collision sport on and off the field, um, <laughs> but we fight for it because we care, right? And um, what this current role has allowed me to do is to get out across the state, even up into PNG, and meet a whole lot of good people who give us a whole lot of their precious time to the game right. for nothing, simply because they love the game, and that sort of reminds you, when you get into tussles like we are with our governing body in Sydney, who you're fighting for.
0: Yes. So, how is the relationship? I know you know we're talking litigation, we're talking you know requests for money for Origin <laughs> camps and you know Foley shields. Are you and PVL and Andrew Abdy you're on talking terms at the moment?
1: I feel like you know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we're headed to court and that was over uh, last year's uh, budget approval process and it hasn't got much better this year. And the scary thing for us is while we're seemingly not being able to talk sense into our national governing body about what needs to happen, you know, at the grassroots level, the other sports are mobilising at a rate of not, the AFL in particular, Um, is pronouncing from Melbourne that they're going to be the number one game in Queensland in 10 years. And the only way they're going to be able to do it is with an aligned approach with the people who work in Queensland and a whole lot of cash. Mm. And, um, you know, if we're not careful, uh, if we don't kind of take advantage of the popularity of our sport, then they will catch us. And that's a scary proposition.
2: Yes, and and you are in alignment with New South Wales as well. And they've got similar challenges down there.
1: Exactly the same, yeah. So it's just, look, we're trying to educate the powers that be about how the participation flows through the game. You know, we've got sort of three big pillars and it's, the same for all elite sports, the big tier ones, is there's the community aspect. So if, I'll talk from a Queensland perspective. We've got 370 community clubs that participate in 34 leagues. You know, circa 70,000 players, 20,000 volunteers. It's a big beast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it underpins um, the success further up. Then sitting on top of that, you guys know our host plus cup and our yep. BMD premierships, so our statewide competitions that go open age, under-19s, under-70s for male and female. They run from PNG all the way down to Tweed, so 15 clubs uh, creating opportunity, not just for players, but coaches and match officials and administrators right across our state. That's an and incredible that's, the, the that,
2: that's an incredible coverage, you know. yeah, I, I don't know, rugby league probably don't know how special that is and the amount of money that must take those statewide comps because I don't know whether other sports have got that.
1: They don't. Like, you know, they, you hear these people get in interviews and rabbit on about, you know, bush footy and we need to do more for the bush. Yes. Our statewide competitions are the best bush footy comps in the world. Yeah. You think about it. We go from Port Moresby to Cairns to Townsend, Mackay to Rockhampton, down to the Sunshine Coast, out to Toowoomba, into Ipswich, down to the Toy, back up through the Gulf Coast and into Brisbane. It connects sub-elite rugby league from... TNG in the north right down to Tweed in the south. And those six teams that each of those clubs run create opportunity for uh, boys and girls through to young men and young women to realise their NRL and NRLW dreams. And so our argument with the powers that be in Sydney, uh, respect what we've created in Queensland and invest in it. Because at the moment, you know, what we're asking for is $10 million in total to spread across those 15 clubs. Mm. $10 million in total, right? They each run six teams. That's all. Whereas you go into an NRL club, $17 million each plus another couple of million if you run an NRLW site. We're asking for $10 million for 15 clubs. Mm. I just yeah. don't understand the logic behind rejecting that.
0: Now, I can't understand it either. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this and I, and I know your chairman is very passionate about it and he'll, he'll he's like a dog <laughs> with a bone. But, you know, then we read, Benny, that the AFL apparently has this billion-dollar war chest to start. And, and, you know, you ask a lot of parents, they say, well, the kids are coming home with, you know, the kick little packs with footies and, you know, like – Free tickets to a game, and you know, if the kids go to the game, a parent has got to take them, etc. Um, do you feel like you're under attack at the moment?
1: I feel like we're under resourced, you know, while other games are uh, clearly realised that the battles, you know, on the ground to win the hearts and minds of the mums and dads and the little boys and girls, you know, the OFL are planning spending today to shore up their future for the next 50 years. You know, we can't seem to get around the table with our decision makers and hatch a joint plan. It's really alarming, and you know, in this latest round of uh, budget approvals, like this is how scary it gets. We're having things rejected in writing on the basis that they don't align with the NRL's participation growth strategy. Now, silly old me thought, well, hang on. I haven't seen this document. Maybe they're making some sense or they've got some ideas. So you ring and request the document only to be told it doesn't exist. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus, really?
1: It's, it's embarrassing.
2: And they're not easy yeah, to read yeah. either. Those strategy documents, either. So, well done for <laughs> being willing to read it.
1: I just, w- <laughs> I just want to see one. <laughs> you know, if we're if we're being told that you know our Foley Shield can't be funded, which is seventy five years old, our forty seventh Battalion Carnival can't be funded because it's fifty three years old. So, a collective history of one hundred and twenty eight years, because of some strategy, then at least produce the strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, the, I yeah. mean they're the sort of comps that I grew up on as as a country kid. You know, from Bundy, you knew about the Battalion, the Forty Seventh Battalion, you knew about the Foley Shield, you knew about the legendary stories that emanated from those, and uh, yeah, it, I mean you can't tra- you book can't book trample you know? history.
1: Well, you can't, and it, it's, and look, they they're not they don't take the same form today as they did. No, you know, I know. Like thirty yeah. and forty years ago. bush has changed so we've evolved with it but you know history is important and so those carnivals have been redesigned as the kind of bush has changed its demographic and you know population base um, but they're still important because Community Rugby League, by the time you get out of South East Queensland, because we're the most decentralised state in the country, needs to have competitions that are fit for purpose, just like our pathway. You know, it's, Everything's kind of centralised sort of between Canberra and Newcastle by the time you get to New South Wales. For us, I spoke about our pathway PNG to Tweed, and then once you get into community rugby league, you know, I've been to places like Miles and Chinchilla. I was out of Mount Isa before Christmas, is that they need solutions that are fit for purpose in Queensland, for regional Queensland, and that's what we're going to keep fighting for. Mm. So there is a spark still out there
2: in, in rugby league.
1: Yeah, it just looks different. Yep. Like you, I was in uh, Mount Isa before Christmas with Robbie Catter having a bit of a town hall with all the you know, local rugby league um, volunteers and staff members. And, you know, there's been changes in the mine, which has affected the town, which means, you know, there's there's shift changes, you get less volunteers. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens in individual towns just in those specific towns. And so when you get to those regions, the solution around rugby league, which we know if it's done well will help benefit the community, needs to look a little different from town to town. But you don't know that unless you get on a plane and go there, get on the ground and talk to people. So that's the role of the QRL is to make sure that each of those leagues have a voice back down to Brisbane. And then the role of myself and Bruce Hatcher, our chairman, is to get to Sydney and then convey those messages from right across Queensland to the decision makers around our funding request. Mm. How are we through
0: the corridor where the East Tigers will look at the Tigers? So Logan through to the Downs, which encompasses Springfield.
1: Well, it's flying, You know, like like, to be fair, even though we haven't got an NRL team in Ipswich and Toowoomba, you know, so sort of Western Brisbane, uh, Southwest Queensland, that's why we fought for funding for the Western Clydesdale. Yes. To have a Dublin rugby league, a statewide club, you know, so that there was an academy or a pathway for players and coaches and, and match officials and administrators in that area. But they put in writing last year to us that they did not approve participation of the Western Clydesdales in our competition, nor did they see any benefit to the whole of game for the Clydesdales' existence. But mm. like who, who says that? Yeah. On oh, the Darling Downs,
0: riding. please. It's been one of the strongholds.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the road from to, uh, Ipswich to Woombo is called Darren Way. away. <laughs> Man.
2: Yeah, Man. And you, you haven't even been able to get to the bottom of who said that?
1: I, I know who said it because it was in writing. It was Man. the NRL chief executive but it was written on behalf of the Australian Rugby League Commission. Yes, right, yeah.
0: So the two power brokers are about to head to Vegas. It seems like this impasse is going to go on for a while longer.
1: We don't know. You know, we've had to take last year's funding debacle to court, so that'll play out. But as I said, uh, the funding approval process for 24 seems to have gotten worse. So we'll just keep uh, turning up fighting the good fight, and hopefully, you know, this process, judicial process that we're going through at the moment will resolve the issue so that Grassroots Rugby League uh, in the two most important uh, markets, New South Wales and Queensland, gets the funding that it it deserves.
2: And this year, Benny, you're after $10 for those 15 host-plus clubs.
1: Yeah, so those those clubs are on the same money, same grant, that they were getting pre-COVID. Yeah, and it's always well, been light on. And so, and so they, they live on the breadline, right? So the, yep. the, the RLC, as best I can tell, are just trying to take a cost recovery approach, you know, give them the bare minimum um, so they can function. Whereas we're saying, listen, you've got these 15 clubs in all of these key markets right across regional Queensland. Invest more money in them so they can have more good people to do more good work. The framework exists, just give us the money to give them so they can fight for rugby league. While the other, the other sports, soccer and AFL in particular, are uh, coming up here and going after green space and building facilities and doing more work in the ground, fronting Queensland with more game development. Like it's, we're, we're, we're punching above our weight, effectively. It's, it's the same money since pre-COVID uh, for the state leagues while the NRL clubs and players have had a massive lift in remuneration. And let's not forget, just last week, the RLC announced a $60 million surplus and an extra $100 million <laughs> in revenue. So yeah. It's not as though they can't afford to give us the money that we, we need.
0: Yeah, and they're out buying hotels, <laughs> et cetera. The Valuable world. I'm on money. your side. I'm, I'm on your side, I'm on yours, and Bruce Hatcher's side. Is, there's no
2: doubt about that. Hey, a we, point we, we, Patty. Yeah, I, I want you to keep a tally of how many committee meetings you've been to. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: oh, wow.
0: <laughs> it, I reckon it's fantastic that, that you know we got guys like you and Bruce at the pointy end of it, uh, you know, fighting the battle for um, uh, thousands of volunteers and players out there, mate. Mm. Uh, we've got to get to the news, but Ben can really appreciate your time today. Thanks,
2: Benny.
0: Thanks, guys. See ya. QRL CEO Ben Icon.